You've heard it. I've heard it. And I know that we have all felt it. We are in a recession and it will likely be officially declared in the next couple of weeks. I'm not a financial guru, so I don't stand here before you with the details of what that looks like. And certainly even listening to financial experts and gurus, there's a lot of equivocating over what we call this time as we wait for the official announcement. But the one thing that remains or the one fact that there has been certainty on is that right now our economy feels like it's in a downward tailspin. So on today's episode, I'm not going to again talk about the details of what a recession is and all of that, but more importantly, I'm going to talk about the leadership skills that you need to activate to successfully navigate your teams and your organizations through this time. Welcome to Leadership Untitled with Karen Turner. That is me. I am a leadership expert, operational strategist. And on this podcast, we talk about all things leadership and operational excellence. So I was reading a study, which is what prompted the topic of this podcast, how to lead in and through a recession. I was reading this study that was talking about leadership development for pandemic management and preparedness. So, of course, there were a lot of parallels through what happened with the pandemic, with leadership, and as we head into another uncertain time. And of course, that's the whole point of the study is to see what happened and what can we do in the future to be more prepared from a leadership perspective. As I read through the article, there were definitely a lot of aha moments. So different from aha moments, but just, yep, I see that, I understand it. And one of those was that to frame the conversation in the study is that leadership is generally reactive. And that's definitely a aha kind of moment. And I know that it's true. And I understand why a lot of what leaders do is reactive because of just the way our data is set up. And I absolutely acknowledge that. For example, you know, we look at, we we can't know our sales for certain, we can forecast, but we can't know our sales for certain in the future. And so what builds our forecast is past data. That's reactive And using that reactive data to hopefully be able to tell a story of what it will look like in the future. But because of that, and because our data is always lagging, there is not just a reactive nature in how we establish our goals, but also in how we take action. And there are certainly leaders who and maybe you're one of those leaders and you can raise your hand even though I can't see you, you're someone who's just hearing me speak and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but I recognize trends. And I, when I see those trends, I seek to correct if that's what's necessary or to take action and 
jump on them depending on the situation. And I see you, leader. I acknowledge you and I see you. And what the problem is and what often happens is that phrase, data drives decisions. Again, if your data is mostly lagging, that is what's going to drive your decisions. However, in that sentence or in that phrase, we only consider data very specifically as data points, for example, from a graph, data points that are very specific. And we fail to consider expertise as a data point. This topic, I've said this before, as I listen to past podcasts, I realize how often I say this could be its own podcast, but here we are, I'm saying it again. This could be its own podcast talking about the benefit of trusting expertise, the benefit of recognizing that someone's years of experience, someone's years of working and looking at lagging data and understanding, beginning to develop the understanding of how shifts happen in trends in data and being able to apply that ability to see futuristically to other situations, we don't recognize that as a data point. We don't recognize the team members that are on the front lines speaking with the customers daily, speaking with social on social media, working with the products on a regular basis, the people who are actually doing the work their voices are often minimized by leadership, by corporations, because they're not data points. They're not looking at data points. And I absolutely recognize that an entire organization or even department or team can't jump every time someone says, well, um, I noticed this, well, let's create an action plan and go around it. But what I'm saying is there can be conversation to learn more. So many times when someone on a front line or even a leader who has just built up those years of experience and expertise, when they say, I've noticed this trend, or I've noticed that we may be able to take advantage of this shift that is coming, it's discounted until either the very last minute or that trend has come and gone. And again, you can give me a raise hand, hallelujah, if you have been in that position before, because I know so many of you have been. So yes, organizations are largely reactive. The issue is that that can't and it won't work during times of crisis. What does then effective leadership look like? Let's go through the list. You're going to see me looking down at the article if you're watching the visual experience through LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube. If you're listening in, I'm going to be reading a little bit. So the list looks like flexibility, a leader who is able to be flexible, decisive, skilled sense making. I love the way that this is phrased, skilled sense making. This is exactly what I was just talking about with recognizing the expertise and the instinct of a leader to say that while there may not be a wealth of data points as we recognize them to support what they are saying, they have a lot of years of experience and 
they have a track record, a proven track record of being able to see a trend, to be able to see around the corner. Let's use them and their thoughts, their voice as a data point as well. So during times of crisis, that ability becomes incredibly important. So skilled sense-making, self-assurance, agile, adaptive, strategic and big picture thinking, communication, honesty, transparency. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit on the list to empathy. So those three superpowers, that's what I'm going to call them, superpowers together, honesty, transparency, and empathy are especially key as you are working to lead through successfully a time of crisis. I talk a lot about contraction and expansion. And during times of crisis, understandably, there is an initial reaction to contract, to make our circle smaller, to make our network smaller. And in the process, our ideas get smaller, our strategic and big picture thinking gets smaller, but our trust gets smaller as well. And as leaders, seen it over and over again, there is a temptation to pull back with information because there's a lack of trust on how other leaders or team members or the organization at large will react to that information. And instead of building up trust and um, building relationships during a time when it is especially important, it does the opposite. It erodes that trust. It erodes the ability for the team to say, I believe in my leadership. I believe in where the organization is moving because they don't know what's happening. So your ability to communicate and to communicate information and be highly transparent during a time of crisis is in fact a very critical superpower. So self being self-aware, where are your blind spots, as well as resilience and a sense of calm in the storm. So being able to project a sense of calm, even during a time of crisis. Those are your superpower, your crisis leadership superpowers. And you may not need to always activate these skills on a day-to-day basis. There are some that you can take a step back with during your day-to-day, but you need to be able to recognize that these are, through this study, identified as the leadership traits that are most effective during a time of crisis. And now that you know the list, I want you to consider the traits that you need to build and develop even more. Or even better, looking at your colleagues, looking at your team members and seeing where are my areas of growth? And if you want to grow in them, I encourage you to do that. But where are my areas of growth that I see in others? Because part of being successful in a time of crisis, as I shared, is expanding. And so my expectation here isn't that you are going to have all of these skills and that you are going to be able to 
that you're going to have all of these skills and that you alone are riding the horse to rescue everyone? No. When I talk about expanding, it also means and building trust. It's recognizing that you may not have all of these traits, but who around you does and that you can build a team that includes your colleagues, fellow leaders, but also your team members. Your team members, though they may not have the title of leader, they may not have a leadership title, they still exhibit leadership skills. So take time to recognize your team members that are decisive, that demonstrate flexibility, that are skilled sense makers that come to you and share what they are seeing from a trends perspective, that are agile and adaptive, that have come to you with really big picture ideas on how to grow the team, how to grow the organization. So especially consider as you think of your crisis leadership team, not just other leaders by title, but also who on the front line can you bring in to again, increase transparency and build trust. The most important element that the article identified was influence. I'll read the sentence. During times like this, effective leaders need to transform people through an exceptional form of influence. A leader must be able to tap into the motives of followers, so the motives of their team members, and be able to motivate not just their team members, but colleagues, as well as the entire organization to take action and accomplish the goals that are necessary for long-term success. Short-term survival, long-term success. Influence. If you have been following this podcast or me for even a minute, you know that I am incredibly passionate about helping leaders, especially women and women of color, build influence. To eschew the traditional advice that is given, whether directly, whether indirectly, that the way to success is through high levels of productivity. It is through performance. When we all know as we look around that that is not the case for everyone. And that when we focus on building influence, we focus on building relationships and we increase visibility. And in times of crisis, I want you to tell me what are the two words that you did not hear on that list of superpower traits that you need to navigate through a crisis. It was not someone who produces a high amount of work. It is not someone who grinds and is just a performer. Instead, that list truly can be summed up as someone who has a high level of influence. If you hear the birds that are going through, we'll just enjoy them. If you don't, they're extremely distracting. So I lost my thought for a moment, but we move on. It's the beauty of live <laughs> and working out of your home office. 
Um, that's not soundproof because any office, I'm sure that's not soundproof, you'd hear the birds. So as you look through and that list of flexibility, decisiveness, skilled sense making, self-assurance, that whole list that I read before, there is not one of those traits that is tied to being uber productive and pumping out an, an immense amount of work because that is not what is needed from a leadership perspective during times of crisis. And if you are trying to increase and grow your career, you need to be effective and not just in producing work, but in leading to a goal, but also being able to effectively lead and navigate through a time of crisis. And right now we are in a time of crisis where we have to activate these superpowers, where we have to be mindful about building relationships and being able to influence our teams, our organizations to take action. So I'm extremely passionate about building influence, not just for the growth of your career, which is a key element to it, but also for being effective right where you are. And yes, it is about building influence because it is strategic. It is not about growing, which I associate with more organic, but there are very strategic steps that you can take to build your influence. As we continue to move deeper into uncertainty, it is absolutely normal to feel a sense of panic, to feel some paralysis, to feel chaos. I encourage you to acknowledge those feelings. I encourage you to sense them. And then I encourage you to find places where you can plug in to help move through those feelings or manage those feelings. Because as leaders, we don't have the luxury of remaining in that space without taking action. We can't be effective as, is, as we have others looking to us to guide them through what they are feeling, we can't be effective if we only remain in the place of panic, of paralysis, and of chaos. So I encourage you to find somewhere to plug in because, as I have shared in other podcasts, as leaders, we are required to bring more of us into the workspace. So during this time where there is likely increasing pressure on results, on making sure that there's a cohesive plan, that it is strategic and effective, you're feeling that pressure. So find somewhere that you can plug in. I invite you to stay here in this podcast, to follow me across social media, because we are building a community of influential leaders who are focused on not just what it's like to be a leader when it is easy in good times, but also how to be poised to be at the forefront and be prepared to guide teams through what is coming in the next few months. So I do encourage you to stay tuned here Focus wherever you are watching or listening, because I will be sharing more from an operational perspective on my recommendations for what you can do 
to be sure that you are looking at all different angles as you consider what we are, the uncertainty that we are going in. But before even getting to the practical steps that you, the practical and proactive steps that you need to take, we had to start, I had to start this conversation with leadership skills so that we are aware of what, again, those superpowers that we need to activate in order to move forward. So let me know as I read through the list, what was one of the crisis superpowers, leadership superpowers that you heard that you said, that's me. I want to know. I want you to be able to sing your praises and recognize where you shine because you also need more of that during these times as well. So let me know what's the one superpower that I read that you're just like, that's me. We're at the end of this episode. And so I invite you to share freely with your colleagues, with your team members, with as many people as you know, as we do continue to build our community of influential leaders. And if you would like to learn more about the services that I offer, I invite you to visit leadershipuntitledinstitute.com to find out more. Thank you for being here. I look forward to continuing the conversation through the coming weeks, and I continue to look forward to being here as a support in any way that I can. Bye.